It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Customer Plan. My name is Omar Muhammad, helping you improve and progress your business and in life. Today, we're in the Customer Plan, keeping them in your business because we all have to eat. Them meaning the customers. <laughs> them meaning the customers. Our description for this radio, uh, this podcast, I should say, this podcast workshop. It's a learning online learning center helping budding and existing entrepreneurs with resources to build, manage, and prepare their enterprise for growth. And we do that in just 20 minutes, and we focus on the six M's of business building, make, market, marketing, manage, money, and motivation. Uh, today, we're in marketing, and my co-presenter is Kelly Leonard. Kelly, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me, Omar. Thank you for being uh, a support and team player. <laughs> so, Kelly, absolutely. I'm sorry. We're going to kick this off uh, by you telling us who you are. What's your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, that's interesting, and that's a loaded, loaded question. So, my entrepreneurial journey is a more recent one. So, my background is accounting. I'm a CPA by trade, and my husband had started a technology company, a company called Taylor Leonard Corporation um, back in 2006. And then I came on board in, in 2010 uh, with a background of, like I said, accounting, but then also in corporate training. And so because our technology company has expertise in cyber, cloud, and then customer relationship management or CRM, mm. um, we saw a niche or a need inside of social CRM for training. And so that's where I've spent the last few years is helping our clients to um, boost a professional brand to win opportunities using LinkedIn as a platform. Mm. It's, it's interesting also when it comes down to customers or companies looking for customers. I remember the days where when I used to be a lender, individuals would write their business plan. And inside their business plan, they were used to traditional media. So TV, radio, uh, uh, magazines, advertising in those magazines, uh, during workshops and speaking engagements. Uh, it seemed like it changed a, a, a lot now. You know, so when I talk to entrepreneurs and I'm asking them, how are customers going to find you and how are you going to find customers? The number one way they say is social media. I'm like, okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So one of the, the, or the, the, the most used platforms that they focus on are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And some of them do use Pinterest as well. But it seems like LinkedIn is that, that secret that nobody really knows about and that you can really begin to get some traction from that, that as well. So Kelly, if we can uh, focus on uh, what you call the seven critical mistakes that keep you, the entrepreneur, <laughs> from profiting from LinkedIn. Uh, let's walk through those 
and and help entrepreneurs really understand the power of LinkedIn. Absolutely. And I want to double back to something that you said, Omar, because it's really important. You know, there are so many different social media platforms out there. And I really think that what it comes down to is as an entrepreneur, as a, a business leader, you really have to sort of step back and ask yourself, where do you believe your ideal customer or your parallel partners, your peers, what are those platforms where you believe you're going to be able to find them? Because in the business to business space, you know, hands down, if your customer or if your parallel partner, meaning your ideal referral source is someone who is another either business owner or business professional, I think um, you know, LinkedIn is really a tremendous platform for you to invest some time in because unlike the other social media platforms, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, Snapchat, things like that, most people view those as more social platforms, meaning you know, you may be there for, for recreational purposes, but clearly LinkedIn is where when where the business leaders are. It's almost like you need to think of LinkedIn from a business perspective. Think of LinkedIn as the boardroom while Facebook would be the barbecue. I so there's certain things that you're going to say. <laughs> there's certain <laughs> things that you're going to say at a barbecue that yes. you are absolutely never going to say in a boardroom to your customer or to to a, a partner. And so you really need to take that approach, that boardroom etiquette, into this platform. Uh, and so that brings me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying absolutely. I've seen that on um, several social medias where, where what you just described. You know, the barbecue, you send a whole lot of stuff on those other social media. And when you get onto uh, LinkedIn, it's more of, you know, got to adjust yourself, make sure that you, you're you representing your company in a proper manner. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're straightening up your tie. You you look right. You're presentable, all that good stuff. So, so yeah. So, so that brings me to the seven critical mistakes that keep entrepreneurs from profiting on LinkedIn. One of the, the first mistakes that we see people make is having an incomplete profile. And the interesting thing is, is even for people, when you ask them um, their level of familiarity on LinkedIn, most people will actually say they're very familiar on, of, on, on how to use LinkedIn. But when you drill back and say, well, is your profile complete? They kind of look at you cross-eyed because they're really not sure how to answer that question. Right. And so inside of LinkedIn, it's important that your profile be complete according to LinkedIn's definition because they have indicated as a company that when your profile is complete, you're 40 times more likely to receive opportunities through LinkedIn. And mm -hmm. because, you know, like you said in your introductory remarks, we all want to eat. Part of eating is, you know, making sure that we're generating revenue. And so one of the um, the, the drivers um, is having an effective lead generator or using LinkedIn as an, an, as an effective lead generator, but you're 40 times more likely to be effective in that lead generation piece if your profile is complete. Absolutely. What does it mean to, to what does it mean having your profile uh, complete? Complete. Yes. Great question. Great question. So it's only seven little things. It's having your industry and location code, a current position with a description, two past or previous positions, your education, at least three skills, 
a profile photo or a headshot, and then at least 50 connections. Once you do that, LinkedIn magically goes behind the scenes and sort of checks the box and says, okay, Armar, your profile is complete. All right. So Kelly, my profile is complete. You know, so for those who are, (laughs) (laughs) if you just joining us, so I want you to go to LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile. So as Kelly is going through this, you can kind of look at some of the things that you may be missing. Yeah. Have conversations with Kelly before. So. (laughs) (laughs) And because you've had conversations with me before and you've actually seen the presentation, you know that this, the, when I'd say the, probably the next critical mistake would be not having a profile that's alive. So you've got completeness that we can say, check the profile is complete, but that's sort of foundational that gets you in the front door. It doesn't get you into the boardroom. It gets you into the lobby. And so being alive on LinkedIn, and that's a word that we trademarked to say, okay, is your profile, is it accurate? Is it locatable? Is it impactful? Is it value-based? And is it engaging? So you think of, again, we're in this giant boardroom where you've got a half a billion people plus sitting around this boardroom table. And just like when you put yourself in the physical sense of being in a boardroom, you've got people who are just taking up space, meaning they're sitting at the table. But then you've got people who are maybe asking or answering questions. They're nodding in agreement. They're sharing content and information. So that would be the E in a live. Are you engaging? Because it's not enough just to just simply take up space. You want people to remember that you're in the room, that you've got a seat at the table. Right, right. Wow. That's the <laughs> I mean, you're hitting this uh, uh, great you know, and having, you know, just, just like with the other social medias, I mean, you have to make sure that you're, you're participating. You don't want to come back to your profile five months later and find out that somebody left a comment on there. Can you get in contact with me? I have a, a yeah. million dollar contract. I'm just being serious. If you're not engaged. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And so that leads us to the fifth critical mistake. And that's all about your headshot, right? Having an unprofessional headshot. Again, people are trying to apply um, purely social behaviors from a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, a Snapchat, and they're applying it into the world of of LinkedIn. And so we want to make sure that when you're there, you're literally putting your best face forward. And you do that by having a professional headshot. Because we wouldn't walk into a boardroom unless, of course, maybe you've got an extremely business casual environment. You wouldn't want to walk into the boardroom in shorts and flip flops. And so while you may not come buttoned up in a suit and tie, you certainly want to um, come presentable and make sure that it's a current representation of you. The interesting thing, Omar, that I hear all the time from people is they're like, well, I don't want to have a headshot because you know, Kelly, I'm old, I'm bald, I'm black, I'm overweight. And I'm like, you know what? But don't you think, because part of your goal eventually is to meet the people that you're connecting with, eventually they're going to see that you're old, you're bald, you're black, you're overweight, whatever the case may be. So just go ahead and cut to the chase, show people who you are. And, you know, that's one of the quickest ways for people to get to know, like, and trust you is to actually be able to see a physical representation of you. And so as a business owner, I know it's, it's tempting to want to put your logo as your headshot, but that's not you. We don't walk around looking like our logo. And so it's best to show a physical representation of just you, not you and your spouse or you and your kids or you and your pet, unless of course you're a a vet, a veterinarian, then maybe it may be you and your pet, but it's definitely just going to be a representation of you. 
Right, right. Good point. Okay. And it has to be professional. All right. Yes. Keep it professional. Keep it professional. <laughs> yeah. So the fourth critical mistake is failing to immediately highlight your value proposition up front. So by that, what I mean is far too often people will lead in their headline with their title and their organization name. So let's say CEO, Taylor Leonard Corporation, in my case. But really what I'm doing is I'm forcing a person to have to read the rest of my profile in order to learn more about who I am or what I do or really being able to answer the question, well, why would I hire or do business with Kelly? And the average person, um, because we're very busy, um, they're not going to take the time to read the rest of your profile. And so what we want to do is get to the place where we're customizing our headline which is the space directly under our name, mm -hmm. so that it really articulates our core competencies or the keywords that an ideal peer, partner, or prospect might be using to identify us in a search. But even beyond that, answering the question, why would I hire or do business with you? So in, the case, in my case, instead of saying CEO Taylor Leonard Corporation, my headline reads, consultant, author, keynote speaker, mm -hmm. delivering customized solutions, to drive operational excellence and profitability. Mm. Because my ideal peers, partners, prospects are looking for consultants, they're looking for keynotes, they're looking, they want more profit, they want more operational excellence. So the headline is really just designed to pique a person's interest so that now you're giving them a compelling reason to want to read the rest of your profile. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. All right, I need to, to modify mine. So I like how you broke yours down. Uh, in those uh, bite-sized pieces. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So three. Are you ready for the third critical mistake, Omar? Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> so number three is not tuning into what we call the right station. So mm. whether we know it or not, we're all tuning into W-I-I-F-M. Yeah. <laughs> so we may think we like listening to our favorite FM station or, you know, here locally in the DC area, maybe it's WTOP or, you know, whatever it is that you're listening to, but we're all tuning into WII FM, which is what's in it for me. And so it's important that our profile be written in such a way where someone, when they land on it, they're immediately able to determine what they can expect to gain from connecting with you. So in other words, how have you helped save companies money, made them money, create efficiency, solve problems, bring peace of mind? What's in it for me if I connect with you? How are you going to help me save money, make money, create efficiency, solve peace, or solve problems or bring peace of mind? People want to know what's in it for them. And that's going to help give them a more compelling reason for why they should connect with you. Absolutely. And oftentimes, you know, I say this to, to entrepreneurs, whether they're small or large, uh, we we all, all we we think that we know what the, the the customer wants, but let's have a conversation with them to really find out what challenges that they're facing. And if we listen hard enough, and if they have a big enough problem, then we need to come up with a big enough solution, and then we can all eat, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The challenge becomes because of LinkedIn, you just never know what someone may need when they initially find you. And so that's why it becomes important to sort of reflect on, well, how have I helped people in the past? Because if one person has this question or problem, probably somebody else has that question or problem. So how did I solve that problem? 
you know, what kind of revenue have I been able to generate or how did I increase? How did I move the needle in environments that I've touched in the past? Because that's going to immediately put you in this position where people see you as a problem solver. And, you know, there's this old saying that the people who solve the biggest problems cash the biggest checks. And so if we can show how we're solving problems, it's going to put us in a better position. I like that. I like that. Problem solvers. I always tell my daughter that you're a problem solver. I don't understand. Amen. I know that's right. I understand this math. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So number two, the second, uh, as we count down these critical mistakes is not embracing what we call the new sales playbook. Mm. And so we do sales differently. First of all, most people, if you ask them, do you like sales? Most people who are salespeople don't even like to, there's very few people that enjoy or embrace or love sales. Mm. But the bottom line is we're all salespeople. If you're married, you're a salesperson. You got kids, you're a salesperson because we're constantly Mm. trying to get people to buy into something that we're trying to, you know, a behavior that we're trying to get them to um, emulate. And so the new sales book, however, isn't all about selling, selling, selling. It really focuses on the intersection between between educating someone, engaging someone, promoting others, and then leveraging social networks as the mechanism to do that. So that's more of a social sales perspective where you're not only sharing information, but you're doing it in such a way where you're educating the people, you're informing them, you're engaging them by asking probing questions, and then you're promoting other people. And so it's almost like you have to take an edutainment approach to how you're selling because we love being educated. Most people love to learn new things and we love to be entertained, which is why you've got all these different video platforms like YouTube. Oh my goodness. When you go watch all these different um, videos that go viral, it shows you that people love to be entertained. And so we need to get to that place where we're edutaining people as opposed to traditional just sort of sell, sell, sell. Um, Because by taking an edutainment approach, people are going to sell themselves, which is a phenomenal way to attract new business. And so the final, are you ready for the the number one (laughs) critical mistake that people make, entrepreneurs, (laughs) that keep them from profit? It's... (laughs) It's sending generic requests to connect. So how many times are you sitting at your computer and all of a sudden you get this ping that Bob wants to connect with you and you're thinking, you're scratching your head wondering, well, who in the world is Bob and why does he want to connect with me? And so you, we really need to get to this place where we just slow down long enough and take the time to customize and personalize our request to connect, providing the context by which we want to connect with people. So a perfect example might be perhaps I went to a chamber event the night previous and and you and I met. Instead of me just simply shooting you a Kelly wants to connect with you type of approach where you're taking a shotgun approach, I'm going to take the time to say, hey, Omar, it was great meeting you at last night's chamber event. I would love to stay in touch. Let's connect on LinkedIn and explore ways to help one another. Or maybe we've never met before, but I see that we share mutual connections. My approach might be, hey, Omar, it's great seeing you on LinkedIn. Wow, I see we share so many of my most treasured connections. I would love to connect with you and explore ways to help one another. So it's just slightly tweaking the approach, but by doing that, the 
probability of someone accepting your request to connect exponentially increases. Because when you just send the generic request to connect, chances are, you know, you've got people who are adverse to just accepting these random requests to connect. Because let's, let's just, for, the, for fun, for kicks, let's, you complete this sentence for me, Omar. My parents taught me never to talk to strangers. Right, exactly. So we were taught that by our parents. And if we have children, we probably taught them that same thing. And now we're in this boardroom with half a billion strangers and we're one of them. And we're expecting people to just randomly accept our generic request to connect. No, it's not happening. We've got to provide the context by which we want to connect and show the value by which a person can expect to receive as a result of connecting with us. So those, my friend, are the seven critical mistakes that keep you from profiting on LinkedIn. All right. Good deal, Kelly. Can you run through them real quick, just the the, the high points real quick? Absolutely. Number seven is having an incomplete profile. Number six, not being alive on LinkedIn. In other words, being accurate, locatable, impactful, value-based, and engaging. Number five is having an unprofessional headshot or no headshot for all for that matter. Four is failure to immediately highlight your value proposition. So taking the time to customize your headline so that I understand what I can expect to receive from you if I connect. Then we've got not tuning into the right station. So W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? What can I expect to receive from you? Or what can my clients expect to receive from you if we were to connect? Number two, not embracing the new sales playbook. So making sure that we're in this position where we're providing edutainment to then have people sell themselves into whatever it is, the product or service that we're delivering. And then number one is sending generic requests to connect. So we've got to slow down and take the time to customize our request to connect, provide people with the context by which we want to connect, and certainly do not sell in that first um, touch point, that's another no-no. Don't sell on that first touch point. And those are the seven critical mistakes. Absolutely. We definitely appreciate that as well. It, you know, here's another opportunity for entrepreneurs to reach to a, another social media uh, outlet to, to generate some leads, but also, more importantly, to build relationships. You know, when I run across people, they always ask the question. They don't say, what's your Facebook? They always ask the question, you know, what's your, uh, or are you on LinkedIn? And that's how we communicate from there versus, you know, do you have a business card? Are you on LinkedIn? So this is definitely a way to do that. So Kelly, how can people reach out to you? There are a number of ways that they can do that. They can do that certainly on LinkedIn. So my handle on LinkedIn is KT Leonard. So K as in Kelly, T as in Taylor, Leonard, KT Leonard is right on LinkedIn, but make sure you send me a customized request to connect. <laughs> Let me know that you heard you heard this podcast That's right. so they can connect with me there. And then certainly also on the internet, our URL is www.boostmylinkedin.com. So again, www.boostmylinkedin.com. Good deal. And as we put to, put together some more podcast workshops on LinkedIn, I mean, you are a LinkedIn specialist. So I only know one person who does that, and that's you. So we definitely want to reach out, reach back, <laughs> reach back to you. 
And for those individuals who are looking for uh, previous copies or a podcast workshop, you can go to improveandprogress.com. Uh, we'll house all of our podcasts there. Uh, until we meet again, continue to improve and progress. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.